Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut. Here we are on the Buck Sexton Show, and we've got DeSantis slapping back at old man Biden. Fauci says vaccine-resistant COVID could emerge this fall. Is the vax going to be mandatory for all troops? Looks like the Secretary of Defense is going to say yes. Plus, all foreign visitors must get the shot. But what about our southern border and New York City restaurants prepare for the COVID-19 passport mess? That's all coming up here in just a second. But as you are well aware, big tech monitors us, censors us, deplatforms us. Conservatives have generally been helpless to do anything about it until now. On Getter, pronounced G-E-T-T-R, or rather spelled G-E-T-T-R, pronounced Getter, uh, you can talk with friends and family and express your political beliefs without fear of Silicon Valley liberals shutting you down. Join Getter today. I'm on it. It's the social media platform that supports free speech and opposes cancel culture. Getter is led by former Trump advisor Jason Miller, who saw what big tech did to President Trump and decided to fight back. Getter is the fastest growing social media platform in history with over 1.6 million users and growing, including prominent conservatives like Mike Pompeo, Steve Bannon and me, Buck Sexton. Join Getter. It's in the App Store, the Google Play Store and at Getter, G-E-T-T-R dot com. Longer posts, longer videos, sharper and clearer pictures. And unlike the Silicon Valley oligarchs, Getter will never sell your data. Send a message today. Join Getter. It's time to cancel cancel culture. It's also time to cancel the libs talking trash about Governor Ron DeSantis, who has done a better job than any of them when it comes to what has uh, happened in response to COVID-19 and the way that different uh, individuals, uh, individual governors and governments have handled it. Here is Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida and Fuego. Joe Biden suggests that if you don't do lockdown policies, then you should, quote, get out of the way. But let me tell you this. If you're coming after the rights of parents in Florida, I'm standing in your way. I'm not going to let you get away with it. If you're trying to deny kids a proper in-person education, I'm going to stand in your way and I'm going to stand up for the kids in Florida. If you're trying to restrict people, impose mandates, if you're trying to ruin their jobs and their livelihoods and their small business, if you are trying to lock people down, I am standing in your way and I'm standing for the people of Florida. So why don't you do your job? Why don't you get this border secure? And until you do that, I don't want to hear a blip about COVID from you. Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about right there. Ron DeSantis not playing any games here, folks, with the Biden propaganda about, maybe, maybe if he was a little bit, you know, no joke he was doing. Yeah, please shut up, old man Biden. We've had enough. We've heard enough. We know the nonsense that you spew. We know the Democrats are completely insane. When it comes to COVID, they have lost their minds. What are they even talking about now? Oh, we got a mask up. We got to get boosters. We got to get a million shots. You know, if you want to know how bad it can really get, Fauci is running around out there saying there could be uh, a vaccine resistant variant this fall. So even then, at that point, the vaccine would not work to a degree where the uh, the curve would be brought down in parabolic fashion. So what are we going to do then? 
We're going to go back to the social distancing, lockdowns and masking that did nothing except make us all miserable and ruin much more than needed to be destroyed much more than was necessary from the pandemic itself. That that does seem at some level to be the plan of the Fauciites. But they don't want you paying any attention to that. No, Joe Biden wants this to be a partisan issue where the the problem of covid is a red state problem. They, They tried this before and it was absurd because we actually have numbers on this. And, you know, the states that were the worst hit by deaths per capita from covid were New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Rhode Island. Wow. You mean all very, very blue states. But now we're still back to the old narrative here with Biden of, oh, it's it's the Republicans fault. Just two states, Florida and Texas, account for one third of all new COVID-19 cases in the entire country. Just two states. Look, we need leadership from everyone. If some governors aren't willing to do the right thing to beat this pandemic, then they should allow businesses, universities who want to do the right thing to be able to do it. I say to these governors, please help. But you aren't going to help. At least get out of the way. The people are trying to do the right thing. Use your power to save lives. <sighs> save lives. What he wants is for people like Ron DeSantis not to use their power to protect rights and freedoms. See, the, the lockdown libs, they're maniacs. They're, they're addicted to this power. They, they need to control you. They have to control everybody around them. They don't want anyone stepping in to say, hold on a second. Your neuroses, libs... Your psychosis does not get to rule all aspects of the rest of our lives because they're so scared, because of the variants, because of, oh my gosh, Fauci. No, we've all had enough. We've had enough of their madness. But it's not going to stop, folks. We have to beat it back. We have to win against this tyranny. You know, they're about to announce that all active duty military personnel are mandated, this was reported, mandated to get the COVID vaccine. No choice. So see how this works? They said there won't be mandates, and now they're doing piecemeal mandates. Now they are doing incremental authoritarian vax policy. Because if they had said this in the beginning, people would have been like, whoa, hold on a second. What what do you mean I got to do this? What do you mean I have no freedom over whether or not I want to get a shot that for a lot of people like me who are young, who have had COVID, is completely unnecessary Un- unreasonable to demand that someone in the condition of having a previous infection who's under the age of 65 previous COVID infection has to get the shot anyway totally unreasonable but they are still demanding it why because they have to control all of us they need the power over all of us it's not enough to just have it over the psycho libs who watch too much cnn although Not that many people watching CNN these days, considering they can't break a million viewers, which for a legacy cable news network like CNN is pretty astonishing. But the troops are going to have to get vaccines. What about the illegals crossing over our southern border? What about that? Hmm. Now, somehow there's a different set of rules for illegal aliens who are coming into the country. There's a different set of rules for those who aren't supposed to be here in the first place. But if you are coming into America legally, if you're going to come from abroad, now there's going to be a vaccine requirement. That's another thing for all people entering the U.S. This is what the Biden administration is going for here. Think about what's happened. We should be over, done, finished, as in no longer any justification for any emergency measures 
COVID's out there. It will be out there. People have had time to get the shot. And now it's let it ride time, folks. Let the chips fall where they may. That's where we should be. That's where a reasonable, psychologically and emotionally healthy society would be right now. But instead, as we're at the point where it should be totally over, you can see there's an even greater sense of desperation from the libs to come up with reasons why they have to keep controlling you, why they have to make more mandates. They have to squeeze even harder at this stage. And let's all remember for a moment here, while they're pretending that they're the science people, that it wasn't long ago, in fact, it was a year ago, a year ago, that Democrats all across the uh, the Democrat Party were engaging in the most obvious and opportunistic undermining of any vaccine that would come from Trump's Operation Warp Speed. Here's a little trip from last year down memory lane. I think it's going to be a very skeptical American public about taking the vaccine, and they should be. We can't trust the president uh, and take his word and take a vaccine that might cause harm to us. If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. Let's just say there is a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? We will need to have access to the vaccine results so we can make our independent assessment to make sure that Donald Trump's uh, fingerprints are not on it. You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. Is the vaccine safe? Uh, Frankly, I'm not going to trust the federal government's opinion. And I wouldn't recommend to New Yorkers based on the federal government's opinion. Wow. I wouldn't trust the federal government when it comes to the vaccine. Governor Cuomo said. Okay. So before we get any more lectures from the Democrats, "Eh, we believe in science and all this stuff. Governor Cuomo who is having his own problems these days, uh, he was out there telling everybody, oh, you can't trust this vaccine, right? You you absolutely can't trust it. You know, speaking of Cuomo, uh, he's not going to resign, but he might end up getting the boot. He might get uh, the first person since 1912 to be the governor of New York and, and impeach. And the guy who got removed in 1912, it was because he defied Tammany Hall, He defied the Democrat political machine of New York City. So they just said, you're our stooge. You're not allowed to have your own thoughts. This is different. This would be for uh, conduct that is unacceptable. Here's Charlotte Bennett, one of the accusers of Governor Cuomo. It wasn't an apology, and he didn't take accountability for his actions. He can't once apologize and then say he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, He blamed me and said that I simply misinterpreted what he had said, but uh, his line of questioning was not appropriate. He was coming on to me, and he insinuated that survivors of trauma and sexual assault can't... um, tell the difference between mentorship and leadership and sexual harassment itself, which is not only insulting to me, but every survivor who listened to him yesterday. Uh, The victim blaming is not okay. He was victim blaming. Let's all be very clear about that. He was saying that those women were lying. He was saying they were lying. Um, That's he didn't use those words, but that is what the 
the end result of his words would be. He says that, that it is a uh, he's he's essentially telling us that he thinks that they're full of it. And I know he's not going to resign, but will he actually get booted out of office? That is a question that remains open. We will have to we'll have to see. I I know right now my friend Joe Borelli, who you all have heard on the show so many times, the uh, city councilman from Staten Island. We, we've been going back and forth on this one. I've got a bet with him where I said I would buy him the fanciest plate of pasta he wants if uh, if Cuomo does not finish out his term. I've been saying he will finish out his term for the last year. Uh, we'll see. I mean, it's uh, I might be I might be spending some money on some uh, fancy pasta soon. The eviction moratorium extension, friends, is a total lawless outrage. Here's how Jen Psaki, White House propaganda czar, addresses it. The president would not have supported moving forward with any action where he wasn't, didn't feel there was uh, legal standing and legal support. Uh, we obviously don't control what the courts do, uh, and we, we have, uh, of course, seen what the Supreme Court uh, decided and how they ruled, which was not related to public health, as you well know, Kelly, and was related to the relationship between the landlord and the renter. Uh, but the, this is different in that it is more targeted. Uh, it is focused on counties with high or substantial case rates uh, uh, to protect renters and and CDC ultimately decided decided to adopt it. Yeah, you know, we're just going to like talk around in circles about how like maybe this thing is like a little bit different, even though we clearly are doing something that we're not supposed to do because the Supreme Court already ruled on this in June and said you actually can't do this. But and there's no actual legal basis for it. And like, I mean, but, you know, this is like so different because there's stuff. Pretty much what you get from the Biden administration on this. It's awful. It's awful. Um, what they're doing just goes to show you that we are in a post-constitutional period now in America. We are in a we're in a place as a country where you can no longer expect that the Democrats, when they are in charge, will act like there are constraints on their power. Now, that doesn't mean they'll do absolutely anything. It means they'll do whatever they think they can get away with that they want to do. They are never held back by principle it's never we want this and we can do it but we won't do it it's what can we get away with that's the way that they operate that's the fundamental approach that the democrats have and will continue to have and it's in part because or rather it's driven by the fact that the progressives run the democrat party I would first say the president shares their desire, their commitment, uh, and their interest in keeping uh, renters and uh, people in their homes. Uh, And that is exactly why he took the step of asking the CDC to look into what legal pathways forward there were. And yesterday's announcement was a reflection of that. We don't control the courts. Uh, We don't know what they will do. Uh, We we are uh, all uh, aware of the Supreme Court decision at the end of June and what was outlined in their decision. At the end of June, this is also going to be a temporary, uh, temporary solution regardless. It's just temporary. It's all just temporary. The tyranny that you're feeling, the lawlessness, it'll pass. Take two Advil and call us in the morning. Don't worry. It'll go. How long have we been going through this already? 18 months. How many times have we been told just two weeks, just one mask, just two masks, just a shot, just a few months for the eviction moratorium, just a few months more, just, you know, gym closures and bar closures for a few weeks. Oh, a few months, actually a year. 
How much more of this crap do we all have to go through before everyone realizes? And, and you know, I'm, I understand that for people who live in the red states, it feels sometimes like this is a blue state person's problem. And I just I want to remind everybody that the federal government is now coming after you with this stuff. They're putting this on. They're putting these mandates on all military personnel in all 50 states. This will affect tourism and visits because of the foreign vaccine mandate for people in all 50 states. Right. The economy in New York City being changed because of the crazy new vaccine mandates. This is going to have implications for the economy all across the country because that's how much of an economic engine New York City still is. So and and never mind the fact that the Biden administration is saying out loud now we might just have to have a federal vaccine mandate. So I understand if you live in Nebraska or you know if you live in Oklahoma, if you live in Texas, you may feel like you're pretty safe from this madness in some ways, although not if you're in the major cities. But I'm just trying to remind everybody that this is an America problem now because the people in charge don't even care if it looks like they're being tyrants anymore. They're just going for it. They're going for it. We'll be joined by my friend David Harsanyi here in just a moment talking about this issue because he wrote a great piece at National Review. But, you know, Wall Street has been lying for years saying a measly few percent is a good return on stocks. It's not. And that trading is so complicated, you need a financial advisor. You don't. All you need is carnivore trading where you guys are crushing it, even when the market is tough. Carnivore trading is an anonymous team of elite strategists. They're legends among Wall Street heavy hitters, and they've gone a bit rogue. For the first time, they're inviting everyday folks like us to see and mirror their explosive trades. Sound too good to be true? Carnivore will let you see the trades they're making right now for two weeks free. Go to GetOurTrades.com and use promo code BUCK for two free weeks. And if you join, you'll get Carnivore's industry-leading promise. You'll generate three times your fees after your annual paid subscription, or you'll get a 100% refund. Go to GetOurTrades.com, promo code BUCK. That's GetOurTrades.com, promo code BUCK. See website for guaranteed terms and conditions, past performance, not a guarantee of future earnings. Harsanyi time, everybody. You all know our friend David Harsanyi from National Review. You should go check out his latest at nationalreview.com, where he specifically tackles the madness of the lawlessness of Democrats on this extension of the eviction moratorium. David, great to have you. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, this, this, is, this is something new. You know, this is going a level beyond. I have to say, first of all, I, I hate this. Supreme Court uh, decision that came down in June where Kavanaugh sided with the crazy libs insofar as he said, well, they're going to get rid of this anyway, so I'm not going to basically slap down the eviction moratorium from the CDC. I'll let them do it. I I mean, I think that was the wrong decision. I think that that now we see obviously that was the wrong decision. But just tell everybody, I mean, how how egregious is this CDC overreach and the Biden administration's uh, approach to all of it well basically kavanaugh said was um listen you know we'll finish this off and it ends in you know at the end of july and then that's it but uh, so right, but, then, but obviously that didn't happen <laughs> right exactly so they didn't extend it they just wrote a new one meaning basically um they were told it's unconstitutional and they went forward and wrote another one that you know J- joe biden essentially admitted that it was unconstitutional that there were no constitutional scholars or most that would say 
uh, it was kosher. So they went out. I read today, I think in the Washington Post, they went out and they found one to tell them that it would be Lawrence Tribe, who's a, you know become a crazy person, and uh, they went forward with it, um, knowing that they were circumventing the courts, uh, guarding the law, and doing what they wanted. Now, there's two aspects to this. There's one just disregarding what the Supreme Court says, which is basically not unprecedented, but rarely done. Um, and the second thing is the order itself, which is which retroactively uh, tears up contracts that people have had and just ignores property rights, which is based the basis in many ways for the freedoms that we have. So it is egregious on, on all levels. It is unprecedented in modern history. Even Barack Obama didn't ignore the Supreme Court. He knew that the Supreme what he was doing was an uh, you know executive abuse. But if the Supreme Court said stop it, he would have stopped. Um, but this is a new step, yeah. Yeah, this just seems like utter lawlessness. It's essentially we're the executive branch, we're big and powerful. We can and and everyone should remember that in this new eviction moratorium ruling, which is was being pushed by the looniest socialists in the Congress, that there are criminal penalties for violation of this. So theoretically, if you evict somebody from your home or try to evict them from a home that you own because they haven't paid rent in some cases now in, what, 18 months, you could go to prison for that under the CDC's unconstitutional ruling. Right. And of course, you had, you know, a bunch of liberals out there. Or, uh, I can't even really call them liberals anymore. A bunch of leftists out there um, on a newspaper saying, you know, it's illegal, but it's good. And th- that, of course, is the excuse of every dictator and authoritarian on Earth to ignore the law. So um, the CDC can do if the CDC has an exception to uh, exemption to just do things that are illegal but good during an emergency, then why can't they? I don't know why. And they can put you in jail for it or, or fine you. Then why can't they just uh, uh, decree a national vaccine mandate or why can't they just decree or send the arm? I, I don't even know what the limiting principle is anymore when you when you look at it or you you accept the arguments that they are making in essence whatever they think should be done can be done by the cdc during an emergency well well, just to go even further i mean they could clearly say under this logic rooted as you say in in just the raw exercise of power without any limiting principle they could say you know what we think everyone would be safer if anyone who lives in in a home right now uh, just can can just stay there and we'll we'll just do a transfer of ownership because it's too dangerous for people to be looking for other homes and be moved out of homes during COVID. Why not? I, I don't know what limiting principle they have, so I don't know why they wouldn't be able to do that under the thinking of Democrats today, you know, and which we should mention is dr- being driven, it seems to me, by the far left, right? Cory Bush is sitting outside protesting and uh, Nancy Pelosi decides that she's going to pressure Biden to do this, and Biden does whatever he's told. I mean, there's no other way to look at this anymore. Biden from, listen, I've never had a lot of respect for the guy, but Biden from 2003 or Biden from 1992 would not have done something like this. He would have he would have seen it as lawlessness, but now he will just do it. So um, He I, is the puppet of the left that many of us said he was going to be before the election. It's very clear who really calls the shots in this modern Democrat party. And so Biden... I mean, how... how how would Bernie Sanders be any worse than this? I don't really know. That I mean, was what, actually the question I was about to ask you, David. So so you can yeah. kind of chew on that a little. I was going to say, how, how would it be worse? I mean, you know, maybe the dollar amounts would be bigger. But, but but as far as the law and order goes, I just don't see how it would be worse. He would do this maybe, you know. And, you know, Democrats are talking about doing the same thing now with um, 
with extension of um, the uh, student loan, you know, moratorium. So as if that money just grows on trees and no one has actually lent it to anyone. So in the end, taxpayers are on the hook for that. But I, I actually think the eviction moratorium, even when Trump did it, frankly, I thought it was just it's state sanctioned theft and it undermines property rights in a way that I, I just I can't really even think of anything post World War Two that uh, that rises to the same sort of attack on on, 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 on sort of a core principle. American life. I mean, so, I, this is some, something that also is, is near and dear to my heart. I, I'm a, I'm actually a I don't own a home that I live in. I own a home that's an investment, not an expensive home, but it's an investment. And I have rent a renter in there and that I, I have to pay a mortgage. I'm not a rich guy, believe it or not, not a rich guy. And I do not have and I have to pay the mortgage every month. I've had to pay the mortgage. The, the bank still gets their check. Like it doesn't matter if, and, and I actually just had to deal with this because my, my renter, uh, the two renters who live there, the husband and wife, they, they both lost their jobs. And so I worked with them and we said, OK, we'll have a transition period and you won't have to pay any penalty, which in the lease, you know, they could be uh, held for. I, I could say, give me two months or else I'm not doing that. I'm saying, you know, take take a few weeks, find, you know, your next move. It's fine. I'll let you out of the lease. But no one's coming to me and saying, oh, yeah. You also don't have to pay the bank. So, I mean, the government would just be in effect, you know, if I had to evict these people, which I'm not. But if I did, they'd be stealing money from me. And the government just saying, we're going to take money from you and give it to other people because we say so. It's because progressives live in a cartoon world where every landlord is some kind of daddy, you know, Warbuck type somewhere who doesn't care about anyone. The truth of the matter is many, many landlords are just normal people who have investments like you do. And, um, and would almost surely try to work out ways to keep tenants in their homes. It's, it's, you know, being a landlord is tough in many ways. I don't get into it. You know more about it than I do. But you know, you're responsible for keep upkeep. You. It's hard to find good people to rent f- from you. So I'm sure many would work things out on their own. But on the, you know, we should also remember that this is going to make it harder for especially poor people to rent, because why would anyone want to be a landlord, first of all, moving forward when they when their contract can just be torn up by the government? But why wouldn't you ask for, you know, I was reading about this recently, six months in advance, you know, uh, you know people are going to want their money up front now far more. They may want to rent at higher prices. So, of course, the next thing will be government will try to do price controls on rent. But you know, I just think this is just bad policy, you know, setting aside the constitutional concerns. Right. I mean, it's like so just to bring it back, as I said, I, I sit here and I could tell you, well, what what if I had lost my job? I'm still on the hook for the mortgage to the bank for this home. And I'm essentially going to be eating a two or three month loss just because and I don't I wouldn't have to. But because I want to be a, a, a ethical and fair person to people that are having a tough time. But, you know, this is how actual contracts in a free society are worked out, right? You have a conversation between the parties. They figure out a resolution. It's not the government saying, well, some people are really rich and fat cats who happen to be in your situation. So we're just going to take from you and give to other people because, you know, our voters like that idea. I mean, socialism. I mean, it's it's actually now we're, we're kind of clearly the Democrats are socialists and we're getting closer and closer to their their more dogmatic Marxists. I mean, that's really what they want. They're just not able to get it yet. But if they could, they would. Yeah. You know, I was about to say that. I mean, this is just socialism. Let's call it another variant. Let's call it the Delta variant of socialism. Like they're not exactly the Marxist of old. They have some different twists to it, you know, uh, you know race rather than class sometimes etc but the, the the goals are the same they want the government to control the housing market the energy market um 
the the student, you know, the schools, the you know, everything. I mean, it, I just don't really know what I'm supposed to call them anymore. In fact, they do. I mean, Cory Bush calls herself a socialist. AOC calls herself a socialist. They were pushing this policy. They they're pushing the the student loan forgiveness stuff. So, um, I think we just need to call them socialists. It's what they are. It's no longer hyperbole, right? It's just the fact. I mean, there, there's some kind of variant of Marxism here. So. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what else to call him. I, I think that's absolutely correct. Go check out David Harsanyi's latest at uh, nationalreview.com. He has a great piece on just the unprecedented attack on the Constitution. Because that's exactly what this is, nationalreview.com. And follow David on Twitter at David Harsanyi. David, great to have you, man. Always great. Thank you. I mean, you definitely can't count on the Democrats to abide by the Constitution or even just basic rule of law principles. But you can count on your MyPillow to give you the exact support and comfort you need for a great night's sleep. I've got two MyPillows on my bed right now. I've got the MyPillow mattress topper, the Giza Dream Sheets. I woke up on my silky smooth Giza Dream Sheets this morning, and I'm just telling you they're the best sheets you've ever had. Plus, you've got the My Towels, the My Slippers. These are all fantastic products that you will absolutely love. And Mike Lindell is a great American, a patriot who stands up against cancel culture. All right, listeners like you have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today, and Mike Lindell wants to give back to all of you. You can get great discounts on MyPillow products by going to MyPillow.com right now. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square. There you'll see rotational offers of up to 66% off on products like their pillows, mattress topper, and Giza sheets, but also new products like their slippers, weighted blankets, robes, waffle blankets, and more. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee Enter promo code BUCK for these great radio specials. Again, just go to the website, MyPillow.com. Click on Radio Listener Specials. You'll see great offers up to 66% off. Make sure you use that promo code BUCK to get these incredible radio specials. Also want to tell you to please pass around, pass the buck. Uh, Spread the word about this podcast. As you know, it's where I get to just be me and do my thing and run you through all the most important themes, news, analysis and just thought processes of the day this is the freedom hunt this is the home of team buck and will continue to be so please do tell folks about what we are doing here i'll be back with you tomorrow we'll have a bit of a freestyle friday get some uh some roll call going remember facebook.com slash buck sexton for roll call or you could email me team buck at iheartmedia.com talk to you tomorrow team shields high